know the gospel is not just for Achins and Irmanis or just for priests and bishops or clergy members or people who go to seminary. But the gospel is for the whole world, for every single one of us. So this gospel that we read today, on this ninth Sunday after Pentecost in the Gospel of St. Luke, is one that teaches us how we can be stewards of our church, of our community, of our people, just like just like the leaders of the church are called to be, and just like, most importantly, just like the steward in Christ's parable, we often see him serve. In this gospel, Christ teaches us, if we go over the gospel, it's a story, right? It's a story where he tells us that when you go to, what happens is that they see that Christ is about to teach them something. And Christ actually kind of watches them, how they arrange themselves. And people are kind of fighting to be in the front, right next to Jesus. And that's why he decides to tell them this parable. And he says that when you go, it's not even a parable, it's more of a kind of an advice. He says, when you go to a wedding or a great feast, don't sit at the head of the table, because then the person in charge of the wedding will have to come and tell you, you can't sit there. And now you're embarrassed and you're ashamed in front of everyone. But instead, sit at the bottom of the table. Sit at the least worthy space, so that when the master comes, so that when the head of the feast comes, he may call you to the head of the table and say, no, come sit here. And in that, you will be glorified. And he talks about how those who, are, those who exalt themselves will be humbled, and those who humble themselves will be exalted. But for us, humility is not simply letting people cut in line for you, cutting the line in front of you. So maybe when you go to eat lunch after here, maybe there might be someone in line behind you. Letting them cut in front of you is not Christ's humility. It's not about doing that nice, polite thing once in a while. But rather, the humility that a Christian is called to exemplify is the humility we see on the cross. And here we see a, a figurine, a statue of Christ on the cross. That's the humility we're called to serve. We're called to emulate. It's a humility where we're willing to serve one another to the greatest extent possible. And Christ is very clearly to even to the point where we are willing to lay down our life for each other. There's a story about this in this desert fathers. So there's an Abor monk named John, and he said, he asks his followers, or he asks you know, the younger monks, who sold Joseph, referring to the Joseph of the Old Testament. And a brother, one of the monks says, it was his brothers who sold him. And then the old man, Abba, Abba John, replies and says, no, it was not his brothers who sold him. It was his humility who sold him. Because he could have easily said, I am their brother. And he could have object, objected, but rather, he kept silent. And through his silence, he was set up as a chief in Egypt. Because we know the story of Joseph. His brothers sold him. They lied to Jacob about him being killed. And we know that from there, Joseph's story is a very, quite a prolific and amazing story. He goes from being the cap from being sold to into a well, and all the way he ends up being second in command in Egypt. And we see that the story goes full circle when the Israelites, the followers of Jacob, have no food and they have to go to Egypt to get food. And the person they run into is Joseph himself. In the Orthodox tradition, Humility is often referred to as the mother of all virtues. And pride, on the other hand, we know that pride is the opposite or the contrast to humility. Pride is called the cause of all sin. 
the wise person, the honest person, the holy person in the holy church in our lives is the one who's humble. Furthermore, King Solomon says in the book of Proverbs, a man's pride will break him low, but he who is low in spirit will retain honor. But there's no greater example of humility in our church than the mother of God herself, who we especially celebrate and we commemorate during these 15 days of fasting and as we prepare for her feast this upcoming week. In the Magnificat, which you we all need during the morning prayers, Mary says, the Lord scatters the proud in the imagination of their hearts, but he exalts those who are humble and meek. Obviously, referring to herself, it's through Mary's humility, through her complete submission to God, to the extent of where it didn't matter what happened to her life, that allowed her to be the mother of God. You know, in today's church, in the church today, we now exalt the Holy Mother of God as the greatest of all saints. And she deserved that honor. But if we look at her life, her life was not a good one. Not good in the way we consider We understand it to be. She became a mother at a young age. She was pregnant before she was married. Her only son was killed before her eyes while she was young and he was young. Her husband died while she was very young. And she's kind of left to be all alone. We can only imagine the ridicule that she received being a young pregnant woman without a husband. The ridicule she received trying to raise a child without, without a husband. The ridicule she received. We read about the ridicule that Christ received by the cross. We can only imagine the things that people said to the mother of God as she was standing there watching her son die. But through all of that, she maintains humility. She maintains a humble soul. And through that, she receives, as Christ tells us today, the greatest honor. But something that we should never understand is that humility does not mean that we degrade ourselves. That we're filled with so much remorse and sadness that it becomes despair. It does not mean that we should consider ourselves as worthless, or useless, or even evil. Rather, if we look at Christ's life, the greatest example of humility that we have, he was humble, but he didn't lack self-esteem. He didn't think that he was the worst person. He rather was a very extremely confident man, as we're very well aware through the Holy Gospel. Genuine humility means that we should know ourselves, and most importantly, how God knows us. And God knows us as human beings created in His image. And therefore, we should not degrade ourselves. We should not put ourselves down in such a way that we think we are worthless, but rather knowing that we are in the presence of God, rather knowing that we are created in the perfect image of God, we realize our sinfulness and therefore submit our lives to Him fully. Christ is humble as the fathers and many fathers talk about it, and there's many writers who talk about it. Christ's humility, in many ways, beyond the cross, the cross being the, Zedek, the ultimate sign of humility for us, when we look at his life, the reason that he was so humble also is that he cared about the least among us. The birds, the grass, the prostitute, the tax collector, the sinner. He loved them. He cared about them. He is willing to lower himself. Remember, this is God of the universe. The God of the universe humbled himself to become a man. And then he humbled
humbled himself even further to sit with the sinners, to sit with the tax collector, to sit with the prostitutes, to sit with the sick, all those people that the rest of society had abandoned. And ultimately, he even humbled himself even further unto a cross. That's why we call him humble. That's why St. Mary is humble. That's why, that's the example that we are called to emulate through our life, especially as members of the Holy Church of Jesus Christ. All Christians are called to follow the example of Christ in His divine humility. Humility is a divine trait, a godly trait. As St. Paul tells us in Philippians, do nothing from selfishness or conceit, but in humility, Count others better than yourself. Look at, let each of you look not to their own self-interest, but look also to the interests of others. Have this mind among yourselves which you have in Christ Jesus, that even though he was God, he did not count equality with God as the thing that he needed to grasp. But because he emptied himself, because Christ took the form of a servant, he found himself in human form, and he humbled himself, being obedient to God, even unto death, the death on a cross. And because of this, St. Paul says, the next verse is explaining that Christ humbled himself. Christ lowered himself. Being God, he lowered himself. He became man. He took on the form of man. He did all these things, so all the way up to being obedient unto a cross. And through this, he emptied himself fully. He was humble in the most extreme way possible. And then St. Paul says in the next verse, Because of this, therefore, God has highly exalted him. And he has bestowed on him the name that is above every other name. The reason we exalt, the reason we glorify, the reason, the reason that we worship Christ is because he lowered himself so much even unto the point of a humiliating death on the cross. His, his humility is an extreme humility that we are called to imitate. True greatness, divine greatness as Christ sees it, as God sees it, is not to be the greatest in our jobs, is not to be the most successful people in our work, is not to have the most money, the biggest house. Whatever the world tells us greatness is, it's none of those things. But rather, divine greatness is the ability to be the least, and the least knowing that being, by being the least, by being the most humble, we imitate God Himself. True humility, therefore, is for the sinful person to know that we are the greatest. Each and every one of us, as St. Paul says, says we are the greatest and the large, the greatest, the first and greatest of all the sinners. The truly humble person is the person who, while we're faithful over little, we are exalted by the Lord and put as a steward over many things because of our humility. And that's the goal we want, the goal we have. Christ says that by being, by we are put over, we are called to be faithful over little. But by doing that faithfully, by doing that humbly, he will exalt us and put us over much to make us the great stewards of his home, the great caretakers of his home, so that when the master returns, when Christ returns, in that glorious second coming, when he comes again, he will tell us, he will tell us, the stewards of his kingdom, 
Enter into the joy of your master through the prayers of all the holy saints, especially the Holy Mother of God. O Christ our God, help us to be humble and save us. Amen. As the Father shows mercy to his children, hallelujah. So the Lord shows mercy to those who fear him.